The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you looking for a new and empowering lens through which to view your life and your health? Then register now for Get Healthy with Sound, a weekend workshop with Eileen McCusick, an innovator in the fields of therapeutic sound, electric health, and the human biofield. May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn easy and accessible techniques to reduce stress, improve focus, and increase energy. Learn more today at eomega.org slash thrive. All are welcome. We're glad you found us. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Discover hope and healing from the other side. Welcome to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman. Listen, they're all around you, close as a thought or a memory. Messages of Hope. Messages of Hope. Well, hi, everybody. Coming at you live today from... Taos, New Mexico. Yay, magical place. We arrived last night and a woman who is familiar with my work reached out a while back and said, when you're in town, she wanted to give Ty a gift of healing. She read about his back spasm and the ambulance we had to call for him on our summer trip. So Ty just finished a beautiful session with beautiful soul Linda Carr in Taos. I want to give a shout out to her. And let me tell you, he felt the energy, which is fantastic for Ty to feel that and while he was having that done I said to my guides guide me to a magical experience and I just was guided to this parking lot in town I walked straight ahead was told go in this store here I walked in the store and I said hello to the person behind the counter and she she barely answered me barely looked up and I thought my goodness that's kind of low energy and I got really cheery and I said how are you today? And she looked up and you could just tell she was not having a good day and her eyes went wide and she said, Suzanne? (laughs) It was one of those beautiful God moments and I stood right there and we tuned into what was going on in her life and at the end of my hour in the store she said her life has been transformed by messages from the guides so you talk about a god wink wow so one more announcement before we get to my guest i hate to keep her waiting but i was called last night and found out that there was an opening at unity of taos unity church of taos they needed a speaker And with a little bit of juggling things around, this Sunday, September 26th, I am going to be the guest speaker at Unity of Taos. So if you're anywhere in the area, please join us for their Sunday service that starts at 10 a.m. And if you're not, it's going to be streamed live online. So go to unityoftaos.org and go to the information on the Sunday service tab on that website. It may not have even been updated yet to reflect that I'm the speaker, but that's where you'll find the Zoom link for Sunday. So I hope you can join us. Spirit's already told me what they want me to talk about, and I just can't wait. So that's my 
that's my current events. Let's move on now to my very special guest, Marla Hughes. I know Marla because she interviewed me on her beautiful show, Interviews with Innocence. And so her website is the same thing, interviewswithinnocence.com. Instead of reading her bio, I'm going to let her tell you about herself, but she has some magical, amazing stories and messages of hope to share with us today, and it's a beautiful journey she's been on. Marla, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, Suzanne. It's it's just an honor to be here with you, and it's kind of fun to be on, on the opposite side now, being the interviewee. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I, I loved that you you do a great interview, and I hope that people will look at your site. I was just reviewing it again this morning, of course, and you've had so many great guests. In fact, I'm going to reach out to a couple to get them on this show. But yeah. your journey of transformation will definitely resonate with many of the people listening to the show because yours started with the passing of your son. But you're using yeah. what you gained from that now to help especially one segment of humanity. You want to tell us about that? Sure. Um, well, my son passed. It's only been a little over four years ago. And, of course, my heart, my family's hearts were broken open. We we just kind of had this perfect thing going. You know, we had three children within two years. And... I had, I have twins also, and mm-hmm. we were just traveling the world, and just just everything seemed to be going. You know, just, it was almost too perfect. You know, I would sometimes think to myself, "Wow, this is just I'm I'm so incredibly blessed." However, um, my son Dean passed, and and like I said, it just broke our hearts open. And at the time, I was. So I just, as as any parent knows whose child has passed, you just plunge into this deep grief and you just don't know where to go, what to do. Mm -hmm. And I was so blessed. I've had so many I get to share with your listeners today. But the first thing that happened was, I had a good friend who I kind of lost touch with because we had had kids and they were little and, and so we were doing our, you know, doing our mom thing and she was far away. And one day I was out just taking a walk with my dogs and she, she called me and um, we were just chatting about a dream I had had my first visitation from, from Dean. And she said to me, you know, I have something to share with you. I wanted to be sure that, you know, it was the right time that Dean came to me. And I went out into, you know, another room. It was three in the morning, which there seems to be something about three in the morning for a lot of people. And she, she just sat down and wrote and started, yeah, started writing. And then she, she folded up the letter and she put it away and, had just waited, you know, to share with me. And she said, would you like to hear it now? And I just dropped to the curb. You know, I had my dogs with me and I just said, yes. Yeah. So I'd like to, I'd like to share that with you if that's okay. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You and dad showed me every day the secrets to pure love by your open hearts and your open ways. 
I truly feel blessed and honored to have such a blessed gift. You and Dad were cherished and divine gift to me. My soul, however, has a bigger job to do. I was on earth at that time to experience the discourting of the love that I lived and the unlove that I saw in the world. And I'm here now to bridge these worlds, to bring forth the words, the songs, the quotes, and mantras, the little reminders that lead us back to the natural childlike state of truth and love. Simply put, I'm here in your world and mine to put back into people's minds and hearts so to allow authentic, loving experiences through playful, joyful ways drop back into authentic, pure, honest, simply put, love. So as we move forward, Mama, let me tell you, please hear me. I am grateful for your loving mothering, and I'm here where I'm supposed to be to do my life's plan and purpose, and that is the reminder of the pure and simple love. Without it, life has no meaning. So, Mama, let's begin a new adventure Hear my words, hear my songs, hear my voice. Bring it through to all those who need it. Be a mother to the world. Only your heart can possibly hold this message and share this love. Do it for me, Mom, please. I love you in only the way you and I would understand. I know you know what that means. I have your heart as you have always had mine. I love you, your Dino. How beautiful. And speaks straight to the heart of so many of us, I know, but surely that resonated with you. And and it's interesting that right before we went on the air, I told you that I felt Dean and he said how he is helping you in this mission of yours and you're working together. And clearly this is a mission where you've picked up the ball and are running with it. Right, right. Well, you know, I had always, I've always worked with children my my entire life. A couple of my my jobs, I worked at um, University of California, San Francisco, in the liver transplant, and I worked some in pediatrics, just you know, working with the children to comfort and teach them about visualization, meditation, exercise, and I just I just loved it. And I also worked with Jerry Jampolsky. Um, his Center for Attitudinal Healing, where children had had life-threatening diseases or they had a family member that did. And Can we, I interrupt you a second um, there? Some of the yes. folks listening with us may not know Dr. Jampolsky, but I've read his books. And what, what is, would you name some of his most popular books or the the number one that, one that made oh, him God. famous? You know what, Suzanne, I can't, you know what, I just know when I worked at Center for Additional Healing, so I'm going to have to leave that up to you. Okay. <laughs> well, Ty's listening. I'll ask him to look it up, and he can bring me a piece of okay. paper. Okay. <laughs> great, great, great. But using music and art therapy, the point being is that I am very childlike myself. I love children, and mother was my, my greatest joy of all, and, and it still is. And so when Dean brought this message to me, um, I didn't really know. I still wanted it to be true. But Suzanne, I had never heard of a medium. I had never heard of a psychic. I had never heard of that. Nothing. I had never been to anyone like that. 
I grew up Christian, but that did not seem to be bringing me in at all. And so, and, and this friend, I mean, I knew she didn't make this up, but I wanted to believe so badly. So then something kind of incredible happened. Um, a friend of mine told me about some people not far from where I lived and that they helped people connect with those who were on the other side, just, just out of the kindness of their hearts. And she said, you know, I know you're, I don't know if you're ready for this. And I said, absolutely. I, I am definitely ready. So I went down to see these people with my girlfriend. I didn't tell any of my family. And because I didn't even know what I was getting myself into. This is a familiar and story. It, <laughs> yes, yes. And it ended up that this gentleman and his wonderful wife, this gentleman, and I'm not, I can't use his name, but he's a very um, well-known scientist and worked at, um, with Jonas Salk and, and um, um, Ed Lewis and Francis Crick and all of those guys. So I didn't even know who they were, you know, <laughs> co-founders of DNA and, and just very intellectual, very scientific, and which was important to me at that point sure, because sure. I wanted to know, yes. And so we sat down, and they were so sweet. They, they had a granddaughter, or I think it was a granddaughter who had passed, and they had had this experience with someone, and they were just blown away, but they were, and they were very, very curious. So they decided that they wanted to do they, they tried and tried and, and nothing came through, nothing came through. And then finally, when they were about ready to give up, someone came through and the message messages have just been flowing through ever since. And like I said, mm. just out of the kindness of their hearts and, and I remember him saying, you know, we're not sure if he'll come through right away because, you know, some it takes a little bit longer. But Dino came through right away and said that he um, had at first he was confused when he got there. But he now knew that he had completed his learning on this earth and reiterated some of the things that I just read to you from the letter from the letter. Oh, nice. And. It was just so, so incredibly confirming for me. But with that said, I'd like to, to tell you a few of the messages that are so incredibly evidential, if that's okay with you. Oh, we thrive on the evidence, so go for it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Well, first of all... Um, I I started going to a couple a few mediums and we had um our family traveled a lot and we worked at their in law is in Ethiopia and I have a nonprofit there where I work with children also. And Dean had actually gone to Ethiopia and spent part of his junior year in high school um living with his uncle and helping him out and going wow. to school. Mm-hmm. And Dean it's kind of a long story, but our children were, were in this internet. They, they like, you know, big lesbians or anything, but there was this international, I'll call it bilingual or cultural mm-hmm. theater mm-hmm. program. And, and we traveled to Ethiopia to do this. And 
Dean was 11 years old and he dressed, they dressed him up like Bob Marley and he's saying <laughs> everything's going to be all right. And he loved the monkey in Ethiopia. And of course we went, we went along and stayed, you know, stayed somewhere, the twins and I and my husband, and he did a thing with the, with the theater company. And, um, so after this happened, he was 19 when he crossed over. This is when he was 11. A media during your reading about me. And she said, you know, it's really strange. This is after he had already identified that, you know, that I'd had a son who had passed. Yes. I, he's, he's swinging from tree to tree like Wow. And she said, and he's, I don't know what he's saying, but it's something like everything's going to be all right. He's trying to <laughs> sing a song. And oh, it was exactly it. that he had sang when he was three years old in Ethiopia in, in this theater program. And it just, it just totally, totally blew me away. And another thing that happened was that I just have to acknowledge how beautiful that is. That is, that's what I call a gold nugget piece of evidence from across the veil. That's a life changing piece where you just can't deny there's no way that medium could have known that. So who'd that come from? That came from your son. Exactly. Exactly. And then I was, um, I'll never forget this. I was sitting outside spiritual church and, I had a session with a medium I actually had met from helping parents heal. And once again, I had never, never met with her before, however. And she was talking about getting vaccinations. And this was before I was going to the, the UA to do some physical seances and all this stuff. You know, I, I totally went down now. I don't know if I want to call it a rabbit hole, but I've done, you know, the a path, lot of the, the <laughs> yes, the path, the path. And I had just gone in and gotten vaccinations to go on this trip. And, and so that was pretty evidential. But then she said something to me. She said, you know, he's saying something about Gene. And I'm like, Gene, I, you know, I really don't know what Gene. And she said, no, she was, Jeans, G-E-N-E. And I just listened and she said, and he's, he's saying, thank you for bringing me into this world so I could fulfill my, I think he used the word destiny. And Suzanne, that's, I think that really is when my life changed. When Dean, I was pregnant with him. Mm-hmm. He ha- we had an amnio and it was um, irregular, abnormal, I guess you would call it. And we had to go see a um, geneticist, a counselor, and no one knew about this. I mean, no one, <laughs> not, you know, not, not the grandparents or anyone. And we had to make a decision to whether to keep the baby or not. And it was not a difficult decision, but we, um, of course, we did. And she brought this through. 
And so, I just laid back, let, my head just went back, and I just remember I just started crying because no one knew that. So that was another. Like, yeah, like you say, life-changing. So right. I'm really glad that you stuck with this path of finding out about mediums because the message you read is absolutely beautiful, but I'm always listening for the evidence and there was no evidence in that. But the beautiful part of that, that letter she read to you was it so came from the heart. It was the full message that he needed you to hear. And the thing is it resonated with the recipient of it originally and with you as the recipient directly of your son's message. So you took that and instead of dismissing it because it didn't have mess evidence, you went on then to get life-changing evidence and it further validates that original message. Absolutely. And that I didn't even know really what an evidential medium was when I got that letter. So just the thought or knowing him saying that it was my time and I have a bigger purpose to do, that was the fire in my belly that's like, I've got to find out more. And yes, so I did I did keep going. And um, I remember one day in a yoga class and I was, I was just, it was just so sad. I'm a big yogi and I was just laying there in Shavasana and just praying, just touch my, let me just feel your hand, which is kind mm. of strange, but that's, that's what I was doing. I would just, I yeah. just want to just please, please. And the next song that came on, I have never heard a Beatles song in a <laughs> yoga class. I've been doing yoga for about two, way too many years, not too many, but many years. Yeah. And the song I Want to Hold Your Hand came on. Oh my God, that's so, so good. <laughs> th- that was amazing. And then I'm sure you know Ann Van Orsdale. I don't know if I'm supposed to use yes. names on the show or not, but yeah, she actually, matter of fact, Suzanne, I met her at your your mediumship training in somewhere in Arizona, Sedona. I met oh, Anne, and Anne lived very close to me in Newport. That's before she moved to Arizona. And one afternoon, she um, was doing a little mediumship reading for anybody who wanted to come on the phone, like a little circle thing. Well, yeah. I never do stuff. I never do stuff like that because it's just not, I don't know. I just don't. I, I, I and, know that Dean is just waiting for you to do that. He's like, come on, mom, get on there, do it, do it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I, it was like five o'clock and, you know, it was kind of getting settled into the evening and, but I thought, you know what, I'm going to get on and I'm going to just listen so I get on and I'm listening and Anne says, well, there's somebody is showing me a baseball in a glass, in a glass box, like a glass mm-hmm. container or something. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. And she said, and I, I, you know, said, and I have a glass box, two of them actually with, you know, something, my husband, he's a big baseball guy. So are the the boys and, you know, (laughs) exactly that a signed baseball in a, in a glass box. 
And yeah. I took pictures and I sent them to her and she said, you almost didn't come here tonight, did you? Because he's telling me that he really nudged you, like you just said. And mm-hmm. that was another just such an incredible sign. I mean, she's never been to my house. She doesn't know where I live. Yeah. She doesn't know anything about baseball in us. And so that was that was another another sign um it's beautiful because it's really great when you're doing a circle like that to find something that's unique enough that not everybody can say i can take that that goes with me then when i only know one other person that has a baseball like that so it's perfect yeah yeah and my daughter dean comes to carly a lot in dreams carly's very intuitive she's very in touch with with you know just her her inner self and she is so sweet she's 22 years old as is her twin brother and she'll come to me and say dean came to visit me last night and they they actually have these conversations it's it's so crazy and so she said i asked him what does god look like and she he showed her this big like flat fish with she drew a picture of it she drew a Mm -hmm. picture of it and he said he's he loves spending a lot of time in the sky and in the in the sea and just show this big fish just enveloping you know the universe or something so on the third I don't like the word anniversary. I think you call it angelversary or something. I do. I yeah, angelversary. Yes, yes, yes. Three years, which was only a little over a year ago, we decided that when that day comes, which is always so, it, it's been very difficult for us, of course, um, but we go down to the ocean. We live close to the ocean, and we all get in with our two labradoodles. We make you know, make ourselves put their head underwater, which is never easy for me because it's always kind of cold. Mm. And, you know, we're laughing, and we're just spending time together. Dean loves the ocean. And we're walking back up the stairs, get ready to go out to dinner. And Carly likes so. Exactly like this fish. And this wow. fish is not attractive. I mean, this is, this is not what someone would make a kite out of. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so, that's beautiful. So, yeah, so those kinds wow. of things just just are happening all the time and I'd like to I think you're going to have the break soon but yeah in fact let me just say we're we're going to go to a break for three minutes and we've heard this beautiful evidence and I would like to focus in the second half on what you have learned as a result of the beautiful podcast you started to honor Dean and to honor his passing so we're going to get into the, the deeper messages of all of this and how tragedy can turn into something more beautiful for all of us. So don't go away, everybody. We'll be back in three minutes. Are you looking for a new and empowering lens through which to view your life and your health? Then register now for Get Healthy with Sound, 
a weekend workshop with Eileen McCusick, an innovator in the fields of therapeutic sound, electric health, and the human biofield, May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn easy and accessible techniques to reduce stress, improve focus, and increase energy. Learn more today at eomega.org slash thrive. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome back. You're listening to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman. Hey, everybody. I hope you're just eating up this wonderful evidence of the afterlife that we're sharing today. My guest, Marla Hughes, has had some beautiful evidence that her son, Dean, who passed, is still very much with her. We're going to dive in in this second half of the show to what that has led her to do in her work and how she's helping others. But before we do, very quickly, a thank you to Ty for looking up the books by Gerald Jampolsky. Marla (laughs) worked with him, but the one that I recognize most is Love is Letting Go of Fear and Forgiveness, the Greatest Healer of All. So you were very blessed to work in that kind of an atmosphere, Marla. And now your work Mm -hmm. is all about helping people let go of grief, let go of fear, find hope, find healing. You were talking to me over the break about how we met at the Helping Parents Heal Conference, or we you we were certainly there together and you met Beth yeah. and Rick Olson who have been on this yeah. show. Tell us about that. Yes. Well, it, it was only a few months after all of this had happened, probably eight months. And I heard about, well, interestingly, I was reading a book from about George Anderson, who I met with, at Helping Parents Heal, too, and had a session mm-hmm. with him. He's a very well-known medium. And um, so I it, – it was so uncomfortable being there. I've got to be really honest with you because it's like, what am I doing here? You know, I shouldn't be here, right, because it was just so soon after because I still couldn't believe that, you know, we had been through this. Yeah. And so Rick, Rick and Beth have just. I, I just need to. I'm, I'm being told to interrupt you for just a second because sure. I do want to make an announcement that the second Helping Parents Heal conference is going to be next year, and I can't mm-hmm. imagine a more healing environment. They're they're going to fill that conference. So when you say, "What am I doing here?" That's because this was new to you. But I hope you'd agree oh, with me yeah. that it was an amazing experience. That conference. It changed my life. Yeah, I've had yeah. a lot of, so, things, but it, it, it changed my life. Yes. And yeah. so I, Rick and Beth's story is just amazing. And, you know, I encourage people to go back and listen to their interview that you had with them if they have not heard it. And so, so anyway, Rick is a shaman. I had never heard of a shaman. I had no <laughs> idea. And, and, but they were offering sessions to people and I thought, well, you know what, I'm going to do this. And so I went up and I lay down and, and he gave me some stones and it was very tranquil and beautiful. And, and I, I've had some sessions like this since then, but this one has really, really stuck with me because it makes so much sense to me. And 
what I was told was that I um, had a previous life, and Dan, Dean was my was my father. Like I said, live on an Indian reservation um, for a stint I did in college. I'm very into the Native American world, and he said that we were either Native Americans or 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 something, you know, back, back in the day and we were riding our horses and we were so close and so happy. I was probably about seven years old and these people came over the hill. I know that I was kind of out there, but anyway, this is what I was told and uh-huh. that I was, my head was just, you know, was take, taken off. And, and that's one. And, and what that, to move forward after I really thought about that and I was able to understand it a little bit better was that Dean went on to be, you know, a shaman and he had to deal with losing, you know, not losing, but a child passing. And now we've kind of traded places where I really wanted that experience. And as, as, as difficult that, as that is to say, as I continue down this journey and learn more about shamanism and the kind of work that Beth and Rick do, it just, it may, it's so funny how things come together after, you know, as time goes by and they just make more sense. So anyway, I just wanted to wanted to share with that. But what I'd like to comment of, on that oh, because anybody who's yeah. new to this path and yeah, yeah. maybe saying, "Okay, past life stuff," and right. you know that sounds crazy. And I want to tell you that Rick was a left brain businessman who's now a shaman. Mm-hmm. I was a Navy commander. You were obviously in the in the in a field that was very left brain. Had never heard of mediums. So. Before dismissing any of these things, the best thing we can do is ask, was it helpful and healing? And then just keep diving in and playing with all of these modalities. And so the big question is whether or not it was true. Why do we need to question that? The big question, Marla, for you, was that helpful and healing? Uh, I go back to that all the time, even today. So helpful and so healing. So I know in my heart that it's very true and that's what's important and that is what's important and it led you to other things and the healing goes on so we should right. you know look at when we're very quick to dismiss things because they don't fit into our normal left brain human paradigm this there's great there's so much to be learned from experience yeah right right and like you do i encourage your listeners to just start doing the research because that's what really comforted me and saved me. And, and I just and research on what Marla? Well, I went to the UK and did it seances and healing sessions. And I really dove into the near death experience experiences after life patients terminal lucidity, which is when, you know, someone has been very, is, is getting ready to pass and they're pretty unconscious, but all of a sudden they become lucid and there's no reasoning behind it. Like I said, shamanism, past lives, and 
all of those things. I just, I still can't get enough of it because, <laughs> and the University of Virginia, now I've had the opportunity to jump forward about the work I'm doing now. Um, I, well, before I get there, there's one more thing I did. And I did go to Costa Rica and I attended a holotropic breath and plant medicine um, workshop in there. I did have a, a spiritual, I'm going to call it transformation. And along with the letter I had received, I was told that I needed to be a mother to the universe. I needed to help children live in love, not fear, not only when someone passes, but, you know, in life, knowing that, you know, hmm. life is eternal. And now, so I was now, very just, Let me just on, stop a second there, Marla. Let's stop a second yes. there because that's the message you received. And yet you couldn't tell me the title of the name, the title of the book, of the man you work for, yes. Gerald Jampolsky, and yet the title, I'm holding it here in my hand, Love is Letting Go of Fear. And now that's yes. what you are helping people to do. Yeah, you're exactly right. And just to clarify, Gerald was not at the center while I worked there, but it was his center. I just wanted mm -hmm. to clarify that. It's so it's not. But, um, but yes, yes. So true. And so what I wanted to do first, I decided, was I just had this passion, like, I don't want to do this, even though I did, I have to do this. You mm -hmm. know, I have to do this. And it's kind of like the same thing you were just saying a few minutes ago when you hear experiences and you might think, uh, come on, you know, how could that really be true? But the, when I believe, and I've heard many of my interviewees have, have said this, when you just can't let something go, where it keeps coming back to you and coming yes. back to you, whether it's dreams or messages or experiences like the ones that I've had, it, you really have to look at that. And I think that brings it really into that it is real and it is healing for you. But I, I decided I wanted to gather stories from the very young. Wayne Dyer did this memories of heaven and I wanted to continue his work and gather stories but I there was one problem Suzanne I didn't have anybody to gather stories from <laughs> my world in California yeah. yeah is not I mean I didn't really have a tribe at all not at all and while I was kind of figuring out how to do this, I became very intrigued by Raymond Moody. I had never heard of Raymond Moody. I'd never written, you know, um, read his book. But I saw him on YouTube or something. And it's like, this is this guy is my hero. This is my guy, you know. Oh, so let me just I stop you for a second. I just got a <laughs> okay. nudge. I'm supposed to put in a plug, put in a plug for the upcoming uh, Shift Network's online summit for the afterlife and Raymond Moody and I are both speakers for that so if you go to my website there'll be a link where people can sign up for that free summit that's coming up in just uh, a couple of weeks he's, yeah well, you're so, amazing and he's amazing too so synchronicity I love synchronicities and so what happened was I went on the website and Raymond Moody was was working with Lisa Smart 
And for those of you that don't know Lisa, she's written some really beautiful um, books about the language people use as they're beginning to pass. And Raymond is really into, you know, language. And I mean, the guy's just, he's incredibly brilliant. So you, you can read about that or listen to some of my interviews with Raymond on my podcast. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So Lisa um, did book consulting. And I thought, oh, okay, well, maybe she'll help consult me with this book that is not even getting started. So I reached out to her and she gave me a chance. It's like this woman didn't know me from anyone. And Mm -hmm. she's like, yeah, you know, let's do it. And in the meantime, I thought, you know what? I'm going to go to Georgia and meet with Lisa. She was in Athens. And it ends up that Raymond was going to be there because they were doing a thing on the psychomantium. Psychomantium is ancient Greek where, I don't know, do you want me to ex- explain uh, that? It's, no, that, that's, that's going to go too deep down the rabbit hole right now. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So anyway, I, long story short, I flew to Athens. I spent three days with my hero, Raymond Moody and Lisa, who is amazing. And we became such close friends. And Raymond and Lisa, just by believing in me and that synchronicity that I would fly all the way. I've never been to Athens, Georgia. I didn't even know what I was doing. And um, that was when I decided, you know, I need to start to do a podcast. Let me just pause, pause here a second, Marla, because... You know, while that was your story, how it relates to everybody who's listening right now is you just kept following your heart. And I can see that your son was guiding you the whole way. So people say, oh, I don't hear my loved one talking to me. And, you know, but you couldn't not do those things. You were connecting the dots. You were following your nudges. And that's what we want everybody to take from that story right there. Yeah. Yeah. Just following the nudges because I knew all along. And I was downloaded with the name Interviews with Innocence and that that's a book I should write. And that's what I ended up naming, naming the podcast. And I remember talking to Lisa about this because I got a little pushback from, from people. And she said, Marla, it was downloaded to you. You've got to call (laughs) it Interviews with Innocence. This is beautiful. So I began my podcast and this podcast has changed my life. And I encourage. Yeah, well, it's also changed other people's lives because you do a beautiful job. You bring in great guests and open people's minds to this beautiful world that you've been open to as a result exactly. of the greatest tragedy of your life. This is the paradox. It is. It is. And the people I've been so fortunate. I mean, having you on the show, Raymond's been on the show, I think four times now, Dr. Bruce Grayson, Evan Alexander. I've just had these incredible people. And, and for your listeners, I really, the evidential messages are so incredibly important, if not, you know, the most, but another comforting thing are these near-death experiences. And not only of of just the, I mean, there's tens of millions of these, and now neurosurgeons and doctors and, and people that are 
so academic. I mean, they're really showing that science and spirituality, you know, they belong together. That one kid has Dr. Mary Neal, who had a profound near-death experience, um, says they cannot exist one without the other. And that was probably the second thing that helped me so much. So I so encourage, listen, listen to these people and do the research on them because it's just so incredibly comforting. And so interviews with innocence, people may saying, okay, say you just listed a bunch of names of scientific people. What does that have to do with innocence? Interviews with innocence. Innocence is about our childlike nature. It's about when children come into this world close to the source, remembering choosing their parents, remembering, this is what children say, talking about past lives, talking about all these things with no judgment, with no... not knowing what the world is about and being pure and being innocent. Up to three or four years old, they can see spirit. And my podcast is not only about celebrating the wisdom that these innocent children, even though they're much more wise than we are, the messages that they bring into this world but the importance for us to go back and remember who we truly are, bring back that childlike nature, bring back some of that wonder, that awe in the, you know, and being quiet and going looking, look way under the clouds. And, and this is what my book's about that I'll talk about in just a few minutes. And I, I love the word promise. I have another great evidential thing about promise, but that that when when a person does this, you will feel your loved one. Just go back to that simple. And I know it's so hard, especially when people are are still deep in their grief. But it, you'll feel it. Trust it. You'll feel it. I promise. Eventually. And, a lo- and so that's what let's hear that. Let's hear innocence. that evidence about promise. Who couldn't want to hear that? Yes. So shortly after this happened, my twins were going off to college and, and we didn't know what to do, you know, so they, they decided to, you know, so they went. So I took my son um, to school in Texas and um, just a little prelude to this. Um, promise was always a really important word to our family. I have no idea, but when I said promise or my kids said promise, it was like it was a promise. I mean, it was sacred. It was a sacred thing in our family. And so I took my son to school and he wanted to rest in his new dorm. And so I called an Uber and this woman picked me up and she said, oh, I'm really glad you're in Fort Worth because I, you know, I have my yoga mat in the back. I wanted to sit and do some yoga. And, and so I thought, hmm, that's kind of interesting. And then she starts talking about, we go by this hospital 
and she goes, yeah, my daughter, um, my daughter passed there, you know, a few years ago. She had cancer. I think daughter was three or four years old. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And she tells me that she's worked some in hospice. And I'm thinking, this is crazy. I mean, with an Uber driver and, and, you know, this is, and she was the sweetest, the sweetest woman. And I said, well, I said, you know, I have a son in heaven also. And she said to me, aren't we blessed? Hmm. And I'm thinking, well, I don't, I'm not feeling too blessed right now. But, but she said, just that we're guided. And I said, well, can you tell me, can you tell me like, do you believe that they see loved ones when they, she said, absolutely. She said, I work in hospice and I see it over and over where loved ones come and come to welcome their loved ones. And it's like a celebration. And once again, this is all new to me. I'm like, oh my gosh, wow. And then she said, um, She said, it will get easier. It will get easier. And she gave me the word. She gave me the time frame of four years. And I was just, I don't know. I was just like beside myself. I was just trying to wrap my, I just want to go to my hotel room and take a nap. So we get, we get to the hotel and we talked about her daughter a little bit more, but we get to the hotel and I'm, I get out of the car and I walk away and all of a sudden I'm like, wait. And I just turn around and I open up the door. I literally closed it. I open it back up and I look at her and her eyes are so bright and beautiful. Mm-hmm. And, and I said, what's your name? And she said, promise. <laughs> Ooh, there's the goosebump moment. There's always one or two in the show. Yeah, and it is just one big web we're part of, and those magical moments are such God winks that we are just connected to each other at levels that we just can't even imagine when we when we don't realize what's going on. Yeah, and that's it. And even at the time, I had to actually get up to my whole hotel room and get go to bed until I finally and I just broke down and started crying because I realized how significant it was what just had happened because I had not really opened myself up to the signs and the synchronicities as Mm. of yet. So that brings me, I know we don't have a lot of time, but that brings me to um, my most recent project and it's called love magic. And my really mission in my work is to educate people about, you know, all of this, all of this evidence and but to really help the children of the world you know there's a lot going on with our youth today and they're just I believe that when children are taught that I mean I think many times they're taught that life is eternal but that they can connect with loved ones and I think even when a puppy passes just to make it a little bit lighter but that they can still talk to them and laugh with them and be with them and feel them and know and ask to have dreams of them and to know that there's something bigger in this world and to know that there's somewhere they can go for some guidance 
and inner strength just by being quiet or, or you know, um, learning about signs and synchronicities. And so this book I bought is about a little girl who really misses her pop-pop, and it's all about she and her grandma. Her grandma is helping her to remember because our little ones already know know this, but that the importance of validating them when they do have stories or, or see maybe invisible friends or this or that, but also helping them to remember and to look so, for signs. So you sent me Go a ahead. copy of this and it is truly a beautiful book. The artwork is stunning. It's, it's a children's oh, book. It's you. called love magic. Now, is that available yet? You sent it to me electronically. Can other people get it now? Yes, yes, it's on Amazon. It's on. It just came out maybe a week ago, but it's on Amazon. Love Magic. Um, yeah, Love so magic. I'm I'm really proud of it, and and I really hope it can help help the world. Um, so yeah, I'm well, really excited. We are, about, we are quickly running that. out of time, Marla. Your work with your program. Interviews with Innocence is helping the world. Your book will help with the world. But let's just finish this by you answering the question. What do you want to shout out to the world? I want to shout to the world that that life I know now in my heart. People don't like it sometimes when I say this, but it doesn't matter to me. I know that life goes on and on. And when our loved ones pass, there is a big celebration on the other side. They are loved and we will be together again. And our children need to be reminded of this to help them to live in love and not live in fear about, you know, that when someone passes that they're gone because they're not. And also remember our, our inner child and that little girl, little boy that we were and check in with them often and remember to have more love, wonder, awe, and live in the present because love is, that's, that's what it's all about. So never, no matter how times get on the living testament, I'm still sad, but I know in my heart what is true, and I want to make Dean proud of me, and I really well, want to help the world. Marla, you, you, there's no doubt you've made him proud of you, and you hesitated and said, people don't like when I say this. I'd like you to stop saying this because what you just okay. shared is the greatest, the greatest message of all, and we can't say it too many times. I thank you all for joining us, Marla. Thank you for bringing your wisdom to us today. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Hi, I'm Liz Winter, and I have been a medium and a spiritual development teacher for over 30 years. On my podcast, All Aboard the Medium Ship, 
I want to share the message with you that there is a wealth of love and comfort available to you from the spirit world. On my podcast, you can experience this comfort and peace for yourself through gentle guided meditations and helpful messages. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you never miss an episode. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network.